广播。现在就开始今天下午六个小时的中文节目。这小时的节目是国际新闻、美语训练班、时事经纬、社论。首先，请听国际新闻。美国之音下面报告国际新闻：韩国星期四展示了一种新型的巡航导弹。韩国军方官员说，这种导弹能够在任何时间打击朝鲜的任何地点。朝鲜最近进行核试验之后，韩国军队提高了戒备等级。朝鲜的核试验招致国际社会的谴责，并且导致朝鲜半岛紧张局势升级。韩国国防部发言人说，这种新型导弹极为精准，目前已经正式进入部署。韩国国防部没有说明这种导弹的射程，但是公布的画面显示了从潜艇和驱逐舰发射导弹并准确命中路上标靶的情形。朝鲜星期二进行核试验之后，美国向该地区盟友重申美国致力于保护其安全。奥巴马总统星期三和日本首相安倍晋三进行电话交谈的时候，保证为日本提供核保护伞。南非警方拘留了奥运竞赛选手皮斯托利斯。此前，一名妇女在比勒托利亚她的家里中弹身亡。警方星期四拘留了现年26岁的皮斯托利斯，并说在现场找到了一把9毫米口径的手枪。有关当局没有公布这名女子的姓名以及她与皮斯托利斯的关系。当地媒体报道说，这名女子是皮斯托利斯的女友。在去年八月举行的伦敦奥运会上，皮斯托利斯参加了四百米跑的比赛，成为参加奥运会竞赛的第一名双腿截肢的选手。美国航空公司 American Airlines 已经和规模较小的竞争者全美航空公司 U.S. Airways 达成一项协议，合并为全球最大的航空公司。美国航空是。美国最大的航空公司，这两家航空公司的董事会在星期三晚间达成合并协议，并将在星期四正式宣布这个决定。合并后的公司将沿用美国航空公司的名称。新公司将拥有大约九万四千名雇员和九百多架飞机，每天有数千次航班。美国航空和全美航空的合并是以往十年来美国民航业界的最新的一起合并。那么从此呢，美国将只有四家主要的航空公司，也就是美国航空、达美航空、联合航空和西南航空。美国国务卿约翰·克里说：“美国必须转变叙利亚总统阿萨德对于他自己处境的估算。”克里星期三说：“阿萨德总统还没有意识到他被赶下台已经是不可避免的事情了。”克里在国务院告诉记者说：“他对于应该如何提议才能让阿萨德改变他的看法有良好的感觉，但是克里说他还要咨询很多人才能宣布他的提议。”克里星期三会见了来访的约旦外交大臣纳塞尔·朱达。约旦因为要接待大约三十万叙利亚难民而面临经济压力。朱达说：“他不想为阿萨德总统的下台定下日子。”他再次呼吁举行对话，并进行政治过渡
。联合国表示，历时将近两年的反对阿萨德集权统治的这个暴动呢，已经造成了将近七万人丧生，其中大部分是平民。在尼泊尔首都自焚的一名藏族僧侣，因为伤势过重而死亡。他以自焚来抗议中国的统治。加德满都的医院人员和警方说，这名二十多岁的男子在星期三死亡。在此几小时之前，他在一名佛教名寺附近自焚。尼泊尔人权组织的苏蒂普·帕塔克曾获准进入医院探视这名自焚者。他对美国人说，这名不知姓名的僧侣的身体烧伤面积为百分之九十六。四年来，这位僧侣是以自焚形式。抗议中国当局对西藏统治的第一百零一位藏人。以上是国际新闻。Hello, I'm Elizabeth Moore. Welcome to Functioning in Business. 听众朋友们好，我是杨晨，欢迎收听商务通英语。Functioning in Business is an intermediate-level business English course with a focus on American business practices and culture. 商务通英语是中等程度的商务英语课程，课程题材以美国的商务实践和文化为主。通过电台播音室里的采访和绘画讲授美国英语。今天我们复习本星期的课程。第一课重点学习怎样表示确认。首先是电话访谈。我们再一次通过电话采访 Blake 先生。Today we are talking again to Charles Blake. Hello, Mr. Blake. Hello. It's good to be on the show again. We are listening again to your conversation with Mr. Gomez. Mr. Gomez asked you a number of questions about training and manuals. Uh huh. Yes. He also wanted some information from other companies, from companies that had used our robots. Let's listen to that conversation. Uh, another concern is your performance record in Asia with these machines. Why don't I send you some reports on our performance, on the performance of the robots in some Korean companies who are also our clients? And I'm sure you'll be quite pleased with what you see. Okay, great. Could you get those off to me within a few weeks? Sure, that shouldn't be a problem. In fact, as soon as I get back to Beijing, I'll see to it. Mr. Blake, what did you plan to do next? Well, I needed to contact my head office in Beijing. I had to make sure that the training manuals would be ready in time, and I wanted to check on our English language training program. Our technicians would need to be able to explain technical processes in clear English. I wanted to be sure that I could keep all of my promises to Mr. Gomez. I see, Mr. Blake. Thank you for talking to us today. Let's take a short break. Welcome once again to Culture Tips with Gary Angleton. Today, Gary will talk about another aspect of negotiating. Yes, today I'm going to talk about confirming understanding of a proposal. For example, 
If someone wants to sell a book for $13, you want to make sure that they aren't saying $30. But that's a very simple example. In negotiations between corporations, there may be many pages of details. When you negotiate, you have to read very carefully and listen carefully to what people have to say. What could go wrong if you don't? Well, you might reject a proposal because you misunderstand it. Or even worse, you might accept it by mistake. One good way to confirm understanding is to paraphrase or restate what you read or hear. Say it again in your own words. Right. You shouldn't respond to a proposal unless you are sure that you have understood it. Thanks, Gary. Let's listen to today's business dialogue. We just received the latest test results from an independent laboratory. With our newest software, your computers will run 30% faster. Excuse me, but was that 30 or 13? 30, 3, 0. And we have versions for all major operating systems. So you're saying that anyone can use this? Yes, that's right. Well, that's certainly impressive, but we'll have to see the complete lab report. I understand, but I'll have to get back to you on that request. My partners will have to agree to release the technical information. Okay. We'd like to do our own independent testing. That's no problem. We can help you set it up. If the test results are good, are you interested in becoming partners? Let's talk it over after we see the test results. Well, I hope that you'll agree to join us. It's a good opportunity. Was that 30 or 13? Did you say 30 or 13? So you're saying that anyone can use this? Are you saying that anyone can use this? I'll have to get back to you. I can't give you an answer at this time. Let's talk it over after we see the results. Let's discuss it when we have the results. Gary Now it's time for Gary's Tips with Gary Angleton. Hello, Elizabeth. Today I'll be talking about confirming information during a negotiation. In any business discussion, it is very important to confirm numbers. This is especially true of numbers like 30 and 13, which are easily confused, as we hear in today's business dialogue. We just received the latest test results from an independent laboratory. With our newest software, your computers will run 30% faster. Excuse me. But was that 30 or 13? 30, 3, 0. 
In today's business dialogue, we can also hear several examples of confirmation and paraphrase using the word "so." And we have versions for all major operating systems. So you're saying that anyone can use this? Yes, that's right. This dialogue also contains some examples of the language function stalling. These are expressions you can use if you want to delay a decision or an answer. When Mark asks to see the lab report, Alan stalls using the expression, "I'll have to get back to you." Well, that's certainly impressive, but we'll have to see the complete lab report. I understand, but I'll have to get back to you on that request. My partners will have to agree to release the technical information. This is the same expression Mr. Blake used in his conversation with Mr. Gomez. Yes, again, as I told you, we are preparing a translation of the Chinese manual we have now, and we expect that to be ready in a short time. By a short time, could you give me an estimate? Ah,、uh, I'd like to say two weeks, but I'd have to get back to you. Confirming information and stalling. Delaying answers and decisions are both useful skills in business discussions. Thanks for joining us today for Gary's Tips. Thanks, Gary. 本星期第二课重点学习怎样提供反馈，也就是怎样对别人说的话做出反应。首先是电话访谈，采访对象是 Gomez 先生。Today we are talking again to Mr. David Gomez. Hello, Mr. Gomez. Hello. It's nice to talk to you again. Your discussions with Mr. Blake were successful, weren't they? Yes. We met for about an hour and a half, and I felt that we discussed all the main issues. Let's listen to how you ended those discussions. Why don't I send you some reports on our performance? On the performance of the robots in some Korean companies, who are also our clients, and I'm sure you'll be quite pleased with what you see. Okay, great. Could you get those off to me within a few weeks? Sure, that shouldn't be a problem. In fact, as soon as I get back to Beijing, I'll see to it. Excellent. Um, thank you very much. Is there anything else? Well, no. That covers all the major points. Okay, fine. Sounds good. Mr. Gomez, how did you think that meeting went? Well, Elizabeth, I felt confident about the quality of the robots, and I was pleased that Mr. Blake was willing to send us technical advisers and to provide English service manuals. And I told Mr. Chapman all this. You called him after the meeting. No, I sent him an email. I kept Mr. Chapman up to date about my meetings with Mr. Blake. After all, it was Mr. Chapman who had to make the final decision about the purchase. Mr. Gomez, thank you for talking to me today. Let's take a short break. Welcome once again to Culture Tips with Gary Engelton. Today, Gary will talk about another aspect of negotiating.
Yes, today I'm going to talk about being careful with numbers. What does that mean? Well, in negotiations, people use a lot of numbers, especially for prices. Uh huh. Sometimes it's important to ask them where the numbers come from. Can you give us an example? Sure. Let's say that you are buying a used car. The seller may tell you that he wants five thousand dollars. You should ask where the number five thousand came from, to see if it's a fair price. Yes, whenever it's possible, ask the seller to use a standard measure or reference. For example, well, with cars, there are standard lists of prices that tell you how much used cars are worth. If you check the price lists, you may find that the car you want to buy is not worth five thousand dollars. It may only be worth four thousand dollars. So in negotiations, don't just accept numbers; examine them closely. Exactly. Let's listen to today's business dialogue. As I mentioned before, it's a well-built house with a spectacular view. Excellent. However, I'm afraid that the owners can't move out until October. Their new house won't be ready until then. Well, we could wait until October. That isn't a problem. So, what's the asking price? They're asking two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred and fifty thousand. That sounds like a lot. Hmm. Well. It does have four bedrooms, three baths, and the view is spectacular. But according to my real estate agent, most houses near here are much less expensive. In fact, I just saw a house for sale near here. It also has four bedrooms and a nice view, and they're only asking two hundred thousand dollars. Well, the owners are willing to negotiate. Good. I'll think about it and give you a call. Maybe we'll make an offer. Sounds good. It's a well-built house with a spectacular view. Excellent. The owners can't move out until October. That isn't a problem. The owners are willing to negotiate. Good. Gary, 提示 Now it's time for Gary's tips with Gary Engleton. Hello, Elizabeth. Today I'll be talking about giving feedback. In today's business dialogue, Lucy is looking for a new house. When she likes what she hears, she gives positive feedback using expressions such as "excellent" and "that isn't a problem." Let's listen. As I mentioned before, it's a well-built house with a spectacular view. Excellent. However. I'm afraid that the owners can't move out until October. 
Their new house won't be ready until then. Well, we could wait until October. That isn't a problem. One good way to give feedback, either positive or negative, is to use the expression, that sounds. For example, that sounds good, or that sounds like a problem. Notice how Lucy uses the expression, that sounds like a lot, when the real estate agent says the price of the house. So, what's the asking price? They're asking $250,000. $250,000? That sounds like a lot. Later on, Lucy and the agent come to a solution that sounds good to both of them. Well, the owners are willing to negotiate. Good. I'll think about it and give you a call. Maybe we'll make an offer. Sounds good. In business discussions, it's a good idea to give feedback so that the other person understands your position. Thanks for joining us today for Gary's Tips. Thanks, Gary. 第三课我们重点学习了许诺和让别人放心的语言。首先是分析讨论。我们要把Blake先生和Gomez先生所进行的会谈完整的听一遍,然后进行分析。I'm here with Gary Angleton. Today, we will listen to the entire conversation between Mr. Blake and Mr. Gomez. Where they go over some final details. Yes, they discuss, let's see, training, the service manual. And Mr. Gomez asks for some information about uh, the performance record of the robots in Asia. Yes, he wants reports from Korean companies that have used Mr. Blake's robots. All in all, Mr. Gomez seemed satisfied. Yes, he did. Let's listen again to the conversation, and we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. So, Mr. Blake, when we first put these machines in operation, can you send over a group of advisors, technical advisors who speak English and can train our engineers and workmen? Certainly, Mr. Gomez. In fact, we have some engineers in a language training program now. They could come over within a few months and be available any time you need them. Great, great. That sounds good. Uh, another one of our major concerns is the service manual. We're quite concerned about getting a service manual in English. It has to be easy to read and very clear and useful for our engineers. Yes, again, as I told you, we are preparing a translation of the Chinese manual we have now, and we expect that to be ready in a short time. By a short time, could you give me an estimate? Ah, uh, I'd like to say two weeks, but I'd have to get back to you. But probably about two or three weeks. Oh, that sounds quite reasonable. As you know, we have until January 1st to actually install these machines and get them operating. So we're under no deadline pressure here. Okay, well, that gives us a fair amount of time to work with. Plenty of time. That sounds good, Mr. Blake. Uh, another concern is your performance record in Asia with these machines. Why don't I send you some reports on our performance, on the performance of the robots in some Korean companies who are also our clients? And I'm sure you'll be quite pleased with what you see. Okay, great. Could you get those off to me within a few weeks? Sure, that shouldn't be a problem. In fact, as soon as I get back to Beijing, I'll see to it. Excellent. Um, thank you very much. Is there anything else? Well, no. 
That covers all the major points. Okay, fine. Sounds good. By the end of the conversation, Mr. Gomez seems very happy. Yes, Mr. Blake also seems very pleased with the way things have gone. They appear to have established a basis for a good working relationship. So this is an example of a successful negotiation. It looks like that to me. Welcome once again to Culture Tips with Gary Engleton. Today, Gary will summarize some important tips about negotiations. Gary? Yes. First of all, you have to remember that you are building a long-term relationship. You should make sure that your agreement is fair to both sides. To do this, you really need to know what the other side wants and needs. You need to understand what they are asking for and why. And it's very important to understand a proposal before reacting to it. You should always paraphrase ideas to check your understanding. Finally, always ask where the numbers come from and check them. Gary, thanks for all of the great suggestions. They will certainly be helpful to our listeners when they use English in a negotiation. Let's listen to today's business dialogue. So, you need five experienced programmers by the 10th of next month? Yes. As I said, we are going to use a new computer system in our warehouse. Well, that won't be a problem. I can promise three programmers by the first of the month. And I can guarantee the other two by your deadline. But will they be experienced? We need experienced programmers. They will have at least one year's experience with the computer software. You're sure of that? I'll see to it personally. And how much will this cost us? It'll be $2,000 per week for each programmer. That's pretty expensive. Why so much? Well, experienced computer programmers are expensive. They can easily get very high salaries anywhere they work. If we want them to stay with us, we have to pay them well. In addition, our company has to make some money. We're providing a service. Okay, that sounds reasonable. Gary 提示 Now it's time for Gary's Tips with Gary Engleton. Hello, Elizabeth. Today's business dialogue contains examples of some language functions that are used in negotiations. The dialogue begins with John confirming what Jane needs, using the expression, so. Jane also confirms her needs using the useful expression, as I said. So, you need five experienced programmers by the 10th of next month? Yes. 
As I said, we are going to use a new computer system in our warehouse. John then reassures her that he can meet her needs. Notice his use of the key words promise and guarantee. Well, that won't be a problem. I can promise three programmers by the first of the month. And I can guarantee the other two by your deadline. Jane also asks information questions. How much? and why to come to a better understanding of John's position. And how much will this cost us? It'll be $2,000 per week for each programmer. That's pretty expensive. Why so much? Well, experienced computer programmers are expensive. In addition, our company has to make some money. We're providing a service. Business discussions and negotiations will always require a variety of language functions. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Gary. Well, our time is up. Tune in again next time for Functioning in Business. See you then. For further study, a functioning in business study kit is available from your local bookstore. 为了帮助学习，商务通英语备有课本和录音带，整套辅导学习材料，听众可以去本地的书店购买。美国之音现在继续播送中文节目。节目内容是美国之音时事经纬。各位听众好，欢迎收听美国之音的时事经纬，这里是美国首都华盛顿，我是这次节目的主持人安华。首先呢，给大家介绍这个时段的主要内容：美国国务卿克里。敦促对朝鲜采取强硬措施。韩国称呢，他的新型巡航导弹可以打击朝鲜任何地点。朝鲜在进行第三次核试后发表声明，强调他此次核试是为了应对美国的敌对行动进行自卫而采取的所谓果断措施和步骤。那么，针对平壤的呃再次啊，罔顾国际社会强烈反对和中国劝阻，执意推行其核项目所引起的种种舆论关切呢？有关专家分析人士发表了看法。以上内容欢迎收听。美国之音的时事经纬节目一开始，首先是一组新闻：美国国务卿克里敦促国际社会对朝鲜最近进行核试验采取强有力和可靠的应对措施。克里星期三在国务院对记者说：“如果不对朝鲜做出坚定的反应，就可能损害全球核不扩散努力的可信性。”克里说：“不能允许朝鲜和伊朗采取这种无所顾忌的行动。美国相信伊朗正在试图获得核武器。”平壤星期二清晨进行了第三次核试验，专家认为这是朝鲜朝着
成为一个核武国家迈出的关键一步。星期三，奥巴马总统和日本首相安倍晋三在电会中电话中的这个讨论了朝鲜核试验的问题。白宫说，奥巴马重申了美国致力于保护日本的立场。白宫还表示，奥巴马和安倍晋三将一道争取联合国安理会针对朝鲜采取行动。韩国星期四展示了一种新型的巡航导弹。韩国军方官员说，这种导弹能够在任何时间打击朝鲜的任何地点。朝鲜最近进行核试验之后，韩国军队提高了戒备等级。朝鲜的核试验招致国际社会的谴责，并导致朝鲜半岛紧张局势升级。韩国国防部发言人说，这种新型导弹极为精准，目前已经正式进入部署。韩国国防部没有说明这种导弹的射程，但公布的画面显示了从潜艇和驱逐舰发射导弹并准确命中路上标靶的情形。韩国去年和美国达成一项扩大韩国弹道导弹射程的协议。首尔说呢，这对于抗衡日益这个增长的平壤的武器威胁呢是必要的。朝鲜星期二进行核试验之后，美国向该地区盟友重申。美国致力于保护其安全。奥巴马总统星期三和日本首相安倍晋三进行电话交谈的时候，保证为日本提供核保护伞。美国电视是精美。那么在这个时段呢，我们首先来关注的这个呃报道内容呢是。呃，朝鲜的第三次核试。那么，朝鲜第三次核试之后，他发表声明，强调他这一次的核试验是为了应对美国的敌对行动进行自卫而采取的果断步骤。针对平壤再次罔顾国际社会强烈反对和中国劝阻，执意推行其核项目呢所引起的种种舆论关切，以及美国和中国在解决朝核问题方面所应该发挥的作用等等呢，有关专家和分析人士发表了看法。试图指出啊问题的根源所在，并探讨化解之道。下面是美国人民记者叶斌的报道。朝鲜外务省星期二发表的声明称，朝鲜的核威慑已经获得精确打击地球任何地区的能力。声明敦促美国做出抉择，要么尊重朝鲜发射卫星的权利，并开启一个缓和稳定时期；要么继续坚持敌视朝鲜民主主义人民共和国、走向爆炸局面的错误道路。声明还表示，如果美国执意将敌视朝鲜民主主义人民共和国的政策进行到底，使局面复杂化，朝鲜将没有其他选择，只有接连采取一次比一次更坚定果断的步骤。对于朝鲜官方这种坚持将美国视为主要敌人，以提出挑战的姿态来回应国际社会的反对和抗议声浪的做法。中国国际问题研究所朝核问题研究员杨希宇认为，美朝双方应提出具体条件，列出清单和时间表，通过谈判达成公平交易来和平解决问题。他说：“美国应该认真的考虑从朝鲜做一个公平的交易。呃，当然，朝鲜有朝鲜的问题。朝鲜说，只要美国放弃对朝敌视政策，那么朝鲜立即放弃核武器。那比如说，朝鲜就应该。”对于什么叫做放弃敌视政策，给出一个明确的定义，就说美国应该做到哪些事情了，那么这个就可以被朝鲜认为是放弃敌视政策了。那么既然朝鲜承认美国放弃敌视政策，那么与此同时，朝鲜也应该彻底放弃国际社会所担心和关切的东西。
，杨旭宇对美国之音表示，美国由于政治上的制约，不可能也从来没有想过给予朝鲜什么，而这应该是美国思考并认真做的事情。否则，奥巴马政府只能在克林顿政府和小布什政府之间的不同政策来回摇摆，而拿不出一个真正解决问题的办法。他说：“就是说 ，make a deal， 就是从做 deal 的角度，那么美国想要什么？我为了想要这些东西，美国应该能够给予什么？在这方面来思考问题，这个才是能够重新启动和平谈判、重新启动这个呃解决核问题的这个一个正确道路。”这位朝核问题专家的看法也反映出一些其他学者的见解。中国官方的新华网引述国际自然和社会科学院院士于穗的话说：“朝核问题的症结在于朝美双边的关系。”杨希宇也认为，要从根本上解决朝核问题，国际社会不能靠制裁的办法。他表示，从二战结束至今。很难找到一个通过制裁来解决一个复杂问题的成功案例。杨希宇指出，参与朝核问题六方会谈的中国目前所处的位置很困难，但是他应该发挥调停者的作用，促使美国和朝鲜重新回到谈判桌前。他说：“哎，呢，就是一方面，这个反对朝鲜发展核武器；另一方面，也不同意美国一味施压。他现在就出来这个。”两个对立者之间中间的这么一个立场，那么他现在应该发挥的作用是什么呢？就是说把朝美这两个深刻对立的双方拉到谈判桌来，推动有关各方呢要制定一个合理的、公平的路线图，按照路线图大家呢走到一个共同的目标，就是朝鲜半岛无核。在与此同时，有一些分析认为，朝鲜发展战略和力量。跟美国的战略压力有很大关系，朝鲜也需要为其自身的安全考虑。美国应该在地区和平稳定方面承担更多的责任。也有国际问题专家指出，朝鲜是一个主权国家，中国在朝核问题上的影响力和其他国家差不多。国际社会高估了北京对平壤的影响力。美国之音叶冰，华盛顿报道。这里是美国之音的中文节目。美国之音时事经纬，我们接下来呢，呃，在节目当中给大家播出的是美国之音呃驻东京的记者赫尔曼呢对日本防卫大臣小野四五点呃在星期二呢进行专访的一个节选，请大家一起来收听。Now speaking of China. Japan has its own security issues with China. 说起中国，日本本身和中国也存在安全问题。中方否认日本所说的火控雷达照射一艘日本军舰的说法。您能公布什么证据来证实中国所否认的事情确实发生了呢？如果我们详细的公布信息，我们的情报搜集能力就会透露给别的国家。所以我正在政府内部谨慎的辩论这个事宜。话虽如此，从实际的角度来说，使用火控雷达这个事实的确发生了。我们对此有一些记录和数据
，包括这类雷达特有的传输。記録をしているということであります。そしてまあこのような日本の姿勢に関して、还有美国支持我方的说法。美国的国防部长和国务院新闻秘书那天都支持日本说法正确的观点。我觉得我们需要明确的向我们的盟国美国，也向国际社会声明这点。但是呢，更重要的是，我们必须避免重大冲突。而实际上，日本和中国之间是有一套海上通讯机制的。当这类事件发生时，我们应该谈判建立一条热线。或者我们应该能够在舰船之间、舰队之间，或者舰船与飞机之间进行通讯，这是我们希望和中国建立起来的。日本已经敦促中国通过外交途径重新启动有关这项通讯机制的谈判。很重要的是，两国需要交换和分享这类信息，以避免这类事件。有关这一热线设想，您从北京方面有没有得到任何回应？中国和日本基本上在几年前就已经就此达成了协议，我们就如何的具体的运作已经有过工作组级别的会谈，但自从去年秋天以来，这种会谈就再也没有举行过了。因此，我们建议重启会谈，但我们还没有从中国那里得到任何的回应。不过，这是我们所希望的进程。一些分析人士相信，在这起雷达事件中，中国可能一直试图挑动日军首先开火。您相信这一分析吗？如果这类事件再度发生，您是不是担心您的部队可能无法克制自己？我们有很多能力，不管中国的意图是什么，我们的职责是保卫我们的领土、领海和领空。所以，我们将坚定地提高我们的能力水平，而且我们正在不断提高。在中国和朝鲜将有人看到和听到您在这次采访中的讲话。这些地方曾经是日本殖民地，在这些地方，人们并不认为日本是受害者，而是认为日本过去是侵略者，今后有可能还会成为侵略者。在日本的军事问题上，您对中国和朝鲜的人民有什么话要说？日本一直依照本国的宪法而追求和平，日本人民也持同样的观点。我们试图要做的只是保卫国家，保护我们的生命和财产，这是我们的侧重点。我们也是根据这一点来建设我们的国防。因此，我认为日本对此的立场永远也不会改变。美国之音时事经纬，欢迎收听。美国之音时事经纬正在华盛顿现场直播，我是安华。那么，中国和日本之间的敌意呢？因为东海岛屿之争正在升级。美国之音驻国务院记者斯特恩斯发来的报道说呢，呃，解释了中日海上之争呢对奥巴马总统的这个第二任期亚洲政策的影响。一起来听一下。中日两国的岛屿之争仍在继续。最新的发展是，日本指责中国海军使用火控雷达锁定在这一海域的日本舰艇和飞机。日本首相安倍晋三称中国的行动危险，认为中国再次采取类似行动的话，可能会导致双方之间的误判和擦枪走火。
正当日本和中国看来会加强对话的时候，中国单方面采取这种挑衅行动，极度令人失望。北京称，日本向中国拥有主权的海域派遣舰船和飞机，造成了相关海域安全局势的紧张。中国外交部发言人华春莹说：“此次日方蓄意散布虚假情况，抹黑中国形象，渲染中国威胁。”制造紧张气氛，误导国际舆论。我们不禁要问：日方这么做究竟意欲何为？我们也不得不对日方的真实意图保持高度的警惕。我们希望日方不要再搞什么小动作了，回到对话解决问题的正确轨道上来。华盛顿卡多研究所的安全问题专家洛根说：“现在是危险时期。” is, you know, unnerving that, you know, you do hear both Chinese and Japanese. 听起来，中国和日本像是会为了那几个岛屿大打出手，这令人不安。跟战争的代价相比，那几个岛屿真是一钱不值。洛根说：“中日两国的民族主义助长了这场争端。” It's not just the case that this is a sort of, you know, real. 这不只是实实在在拿出地图来保护海上分界线的争议。他们多年来一直抱有对主权的强烈信念。奥巴马政府表示正在努力维持现状，不会在中日岛屿主权问题上选边。国务卿克里说，中日岛屿之争是奥巴马总统第二任期要面对的亚太地区各种挑战的一部分。China is an ongoing process. Uh, and and it takes. China would be, despite the sheer fact of its portliness and bulk, a a. 中国是个大国，对周边每个邻国都很重要，所以你可以说中国这么做起了反作用，因为他们把这些国家推进了我们的怀抱。美国官员说，中国火控雷达锁定日本舰船、飞机的做法，增加了误判的风险，会损害亚太地区的和平和经济发展。美国之音记者斯特恩斯报道。这里是美国之音的中文节目。好，各位正在收听《美国今日时事经纬》。垄断武器业务的这个俄罗斯国防出口公司总裁表示，俄罗斯正扩大和中国的军火交易规模，而且同中国目前呢没有任何知识产权保护的问题。下面是特约记者白话在莫斯科的报道。俄罗斯国防武器出口公司总裁伊塞金星期三在莫斯科表示，俄罗斯同中国正扩大军火交易规模。双方在技术转让等领域在密切合作，伊塞金说。他说，这些年来，很多人都在谈论俄罗斯同中国在军事技术领域的合作在逐渐消失。但我想说的是，这个方面的情况最近正朝相反的方向发展。我们正在扩大同中国的军事技术合作。这可从一些数字上反映出来，包括双方合作开发武器、技术转让等等。伊塞金说，去年俄罗斯同外国总共签订了165亿美元的军火合同
其中同中国签订的合同的比例上升到了百分之十二。俄罗斯去年出口交货的军火总额为一百二十九亿美元。中国过去每年在俄罗斯出口交货军火中占有的份额一直为百分之五左右。易赛金说，同中国签订的军火订单增加，主要是因为双方能够更加彼此理解，更多地相互让步。这是两国在许多领域能更多的合作。他说，去年向中国出口的武器装备包括了飞机引擎，双方正针对航空武器装备的交易进行谈判，也在讨论合作生产武器装备。俄罗斯媒体最近报道，包括垄断武器出口业务的俄罗斯国防出口公司以及苏霍伊飞机生产设计联合体的代表组成的代表团访问了北京。针对俄罗斯向中国出售苏三十五战斗机交易展开谈判，俄罗斯对与中国达成这笔战斗机的交易非常看好。多年来，俄罗斯同中国军事技术合作遇到的一个主要问题是知识产权的保护。俄罗斯对中国仿制武器一直担心，但伊塞金透露，俄罗斯目前在这个方面同中国的合作很顺利，在知识产权保护领域没有出现问题。越南最近这几年也大量向俄罗斯采购武器，中国同越南在南中国海有主权争端。易赛金透露，俄罗斯过去同越南签订有军售合同，今年和明年也还会签订新的军火交易合同。另一个同中国有领土纠纷的国家印度，一直是俄罗斯军火的最大买主。易赛金说，中国、印度和越南都是俄罗斯的战略伙伴，因此。俄罗斯同这三个国家的军事技术合作都是长期性的。在军火交易领域，俄罗斯同样同美国在密切合作。伊塞金说，他的公司同五角大楼在向阿富汗军队供应直升机方面的合作非常好。他说，双方签订合同，向阿富汗军队供应了二十一架俄罗斯米一百七十一 B 型武装运输直升飞机。去年，双方再次签订了合同。将向阿富汗军队供应十二架这种型号的直升飞机，伊塞金说。在阿富汗的合作方面，俄罗斯同美国在这个领域的关系非常好，而且双方能完全相互理解。我们都知道，这些直升飞机的主要任务是保护阿富汗和美军军人的安全。伊塞金说：“同美国在阿富汗的直升飞机交易是两国反恐合作中的重要部分，得到了两国政界的支持。”伊塞金表示，俄罗斯正大力开拓新的武器市场，特别是在亚太地区，印尼和马来西亚这两个国家正成为俄罗斯军火的新的买主。以上是美国之音特约记者白话从莫斯科发来的报道。欢迎继续收听《美国之音》的中文广播。《美国之音》时事经纬：二零零六年，因为贪污受贿被判十一年的前山西省委副书记侯武杰日前出狱，受到一些官员和商家老板的英雄般的欢迎。有分析人士说呢，官商对侯武杰的高阶远迎啊，显示中国利益共同体的根深蒂固。下面是记者杨明的报道。香港《苹果日报》报道，侯武杰在北京出狱那天，山西省委一副秘书长亲自捧鲜花去机场迎接
但却被煤矿老板和名流富商捷足先登，一路护送走陆路返回太原。报道说，在迎接侯武杰的车队到达大东关高速口时，昔日受侯副书记雨露之恩的老板们列队欢迎，要鸣放礼炮，隆重欢迎侯武杰荣归故里。其阵势犹如英雄凯旋，让刚出狱的侯武杰见状急忙制止。侯武杰曾担任山西省委副书记，二零零四年十二月出国考察登机时被中纪委扣下双规，二零零六年北京中级法院以受贿八十八万元人民币判处侯武杰十一年徒刑。北京独立评论人士彭定鼎说：“贪官侯武杰出狱受到英雄般的礼遇，凸显出官商勾结、利益共同体的根深蒂固。”他说：“侯武杰当年自己一个人扛下贪污问题，让其他官员和富商免遭牵连，因此在他刑满释放后，免受牢狱之苦的相关人员才如此盛情迎接他的归来。进去以后呢，自己全扛了。那么官场上也一直在帮助他，就是帮他减刑啊，帮他清判。他这件事情出来以后，他没有牵扯起来，其他的涉案人员都感激他。”很仗义的人，就现在官场跟黑社会很像嘛。那么他作为一个仗义好汉，自然会有当年这个受过他的恩的人们当涌泉相报啊。这种招贴远迎也就毫不奇怪了。据报道，有卖官书记之称的侯武杰，当年从各种渠道收受的涉贪金额至少五千万元人民币，而且他还拥有房地产达三十八处之多。侯武杰曾威胁办案人员说：“如果你们一定要让我怎么样？”那山西将有一大批官员跟着我倒霉，至少要两三百名干部。何武杰二零零六年被判入狱十一年，他服满刑期要到二零一七年出狱。即使他被双规的两年折抵刑期，最早要服刑到二零一五年，但是何武杰却提前两年多出狱。彭定鼎说。侯武杰能提前两年出狱，进一步表明当年受到他保护的人在为他四处奔走，侯武杰才能获减刑早出狱。共共同体的这个相互的责任和义务，出事的人和其他利益均沾的人，他们是有共同的利益嘛？就是我，我保护你们，你们要保护我。如果我出卖你们，你们一样，自然会自然会要做掉我。这位独立分析人士说，习近平最近提出的“打老虎、打苍蝇”的口号，虽然也能抓出一些。苍蝇来打一打，但不可能触及利益共同体中关系盘根错节的老虎和苍蝇。他说：“中国如果不进行政治制度的改革，无法从根本上解决腐败盛行的问题。而且，即使某些腐败的老虎或苍蝇被打，只要他们之间的利益共同体仍在，他们就会继续为对方提供保护。就像侯武杰的案例一样。”美国之音杨明香港报道。这是美国之音的中文广播。下面请听一篇美国政府的政策声明。美国之音并不代表美国政府发言。
美国和国际社会一道谴责朝鲜去年发射大普洞二号火箭，用来发射卫星的大普洞技术可以被轻易转用于洲际弹道导弹，因此美国对联合国安理会的二零九七号决议表示欢迎。这项决议谴责朝鲜这项发射，并且制裁一些朝鲜的公司和政府机构，其中包括负责这次发射的朝鲜宇航局。为了支持这项决议，美国财政部一月二十四日公布了一些措施，制裁几个拒之加速朝鲜大规模杀伤性武器计划发展的有关机构和个人。负责反恐和金融情报的财政部副部长科恩表示：“我们的行动针对朝鲜两家公司——湍川商业银行和朝鲜矿业开发贸易公司 KOMID， 他们是。”朝鲜支持武器扩散活动的网络的一部分，整个网络包括银行、台面公司和政府机构。美国认定香港的益达国际贸易有限公司与平壤的武器计划有关。益达国际贸易有限公司为朝鲜矿业开发贸易公司 KOMD 做代理。朝鲜矿业。开发贸易公司是朝鲜出口导弹以及传统武器有关材料的主要军火出口商。同时被制裁的还有湍川商业银行驻北京的代表和副代表。总部设在朝鲜的湍川商业银行是作为 KOMID 的金融分支，帮助出售弹道导弹。制裁这些机构能帮助实现美国遏制。朝鲜资助其核武器和弹道导弹活动能力的长期目标，美国公民和美国公司都被禁止与这些被制裁的公司或个人从事商业往来。财政部副部长科恩表示，通过继续把这些机构以及支持他的个人曝光，我们将能够减少朝鲜利用国际金融体系来支持其非法行为的能力。朝鲜只要继续拒绝采取实际步骤来打消国际社会对其核武器和弹道导弹计划的担忧，就将继续孤立于世。以上播出的是一篇美国政府的政策声明。美国之音并不代表美国政府发言。什么呢？这么认真？<笑>哎呀，逗死我了！上班不许看美剧。什么看美剧？我学习呢。这可不是一般的美剧，这是另类英语教学美剧。美语怎么说？你英语不是专八吗？不用学啦。我专八还优秀呢，还不是哑巴英语？这里教的词儿我都没听过，你也赶紧的吧。美国之音新版视频英语教学节目《美语怎么说》，主持人麦克杨林带您走进美国年轻人的日常生活，边乐边学地道美语。上新浪微博或者优酷搜索“美语怎么说”，精彩原创视频每周更新，敬请关注哦